Hey everyone, this is Leela Sinha. Welcome to Power Pivot, the podcast version two. This is where we talk about business, leadership, ethics, community, and the way it all fits together. I'm glad you're here. Hi everyone, and thanks for tuning in. This is Power Pivot, where we talk about how to be business leaders with ethics. This morning, I got an article in my inbox. I subscribe to a number of, of, of news aggregators because I can't keep up otherwise. And one of the news aggregators sent me an aggregation that included a Wired article about how Meta is hitting the brakes on portal AR glasses and other hardware. That's their headline. And I wanted to talk for a minute um, in perhaps less poetic form about the responsibility that we have to our people when we create something. One of the challenges that I have had and that a lot of my friends have had on an ongoing basis is getting really bought into um, a particular product and then having that product because it's not sufficiently profitable, because it's not sufficiently on brand, because a new CEO or a new somebody else took the helm of a, of a company and you know it's it's not small companies alone that are doing this small companies do this often because as small business owners we are trying to find the place where we have sustainable business where we won't go out of business where people won't be just left high and dry without anything that we provide where we won't have to close up shop entirely but when google does it or when meta which is you know facebook and then changed their name when when those companies do it it makes it very hard to trust that we can lean into relying on their software. And this is true of any company that starts to build a really robust user base and then build out additional features. If you're taking away features, if you're taking away products, you know, Google and it's like Google Music Play shuffle shuffle nonsense and now it's YouTube Music but it's different and it's subscription and like where does that leave the people who bought a ton of music? inside the Google Play ecosystem. Well, you can download it, but then what you end up with is a bunch of files with no metadata that your music player can use to sort it. So one of the things that we don't talk about a lot is the is the ethical responsibility we have to our customers to provide what we told them we would provide. And it's hard because our survival is part of the picture, right? As as a company, we can't we can't afford to um, to not make business decisions, especially small companies, right? We can't afford to not make good business decisions because if we do, the company folds and we don't provide what what we're providing at all. One of my client companies um, provides PR support for people. If they fold entirely, then nobody gets PR support, so they have to make some decisions based on what will keep them afloat. One of my client companies provides sales support. If they don't continue to provide sales support, their company clients then are without sales support and have to scramble. You know, if somebody is doing um, an event production piece, I, I spoke to somebody recently who's um, who had a, a PR support person who specifically was hired to do their um, PR for a particular event. And um, then the person pulled out, like a few days before the event, left the company scrambling, the company pulled it off to their credit. But 
but we can't just be like, oh, nobody's affected by our decisions. People are affected by our decisions. And it's not just us. And it's not just the people in our companies, although I talk about that a lot. It's also the the people in our ecosystem, the people who have bought our products, the people who need us to provide something. If I decided to switch learning management systems, I still have to provide, you know, some kind of access, some kind of transition period, some kind of warning, something for my people. I can't just suddenly not provide it. I mean, I can, but it's not ethical to do so if I have any other choice. Now, I may not have any other choice. Something may go desperately wrong, and I just can't. But as long as I can, I need to make sure that people have at least enough warning to, you know, download the products that they purchased or to access the products that they purchased or to ask me the questions or to have access to me, whatever it is. We can't just stop. And in an economy that moves this fast, that's hard. Because sometimes you sit down, you do a little, you know, review of where you've been and where you're going like maybe you're using the intensives planner, or maybe you're not, but you, you sit down and you, you do an evaluation of where you are and you realize that this product is draining you or that product has basically no return on the investment you're making in it, but somebody's relying on it. And so you need a denouement. You, need a, a, you can't just throw people off a cliff. You need a gentle letdown. And how do we provide a gentle letdown when we ourselves are under stress? Well, as intensives, it's not in our bones to do gentle anything. And it's certainly not in our bones to do gentle letdowns. And so what what's really important, especially if you're intensive, is that you get somebody who is less emotionally wrapped up in the process than you are on board in the room immediately and be like, okay, I need to get rid of this product or I need to, to transition out of this. Um, how are we going to do that gracefully? How are we going to take a good look at, at who is relying on this and how they're relying on it and make sure that they have the opportunity to make the shift. Here's another one. I've been trying to switch off of my current learning management system to a new one. And uh, the reason that I'm trying to do that is because they told me that I would be um, allowed to continue at the old fee structure, even when they implemented a new fee structure. And then they just emailed and said, you have a month. Um, and then we're changing your fee structure to the new fee structure, which doesn't work for me. It's not, it, it doesn't make business sense to me. So I need to be shifting. But they, because they told me it was going to be okay, I stopped thinking about it. If they had said from the beginning, okay, yeah, in four months, we're going to be transitioning everybody to the new fee structure. So if that doesn't work for you, um, we would encourage you to start figuring out what else you're going to do now. That would have been ethical. They didn't do the ethical thing. And that's now why I really want to switch. If I can't find a good platform to switch to, I may have to stay with them in the same way that I have to stay with Facebook and I have to stay with other platforms that I'm not thrilled with. But it will not be because I'm not looking. I will be constantly looking for a better platform with better ethics until I find one, even if I have to carry on with this one for a while. So what they've gone is they've gone from me being like, okay, that's taken care of. I've thought about it. It's stable to me being like, where am I going next? Where am I going next? And there are other kinds of services that I constantly have a where am I going next because I don't trust those companies. If I'm relying on a, on a service from Google that's not part of their core suite, I'm always looking for something else because I never know when I'm going to have to jump because I never know when that ship is going down. If I'm relying on something from Facebook, I'm always looking for an alternative. I'm always kind of alert 
to better possibilities. And those two providers specifically keep my attention because they are so big and they provide so much to so many people and I'm embedded in their ecosystems in in a couple of ways. But that doesn't make me happy. I would rather be with somebody who's super stable, who just provides what they provide and provides it really well, even if it means I have six different six different products under my under my belt because that six those six products are the best at what they do, but they interface really well. Integrations are becoming, I think, absolutely the key. Specialization and then integrations, so much better. Because otherwise, you know, like when I signed up for ClickUp, ClickUp is product management software. It's great project management software. It's pretty terrible CRM, which is what I originally signed up for. So now I'm using a product called Dex, getdex.com, highly recommend, um, that a friend of mine pointed me to. She knows the founder and it's a, a small startup, but it sucks in the data that I need from the places that I need it to. I want it to have a lot more features and a lot more integrations and I want it to be a lot more robust, but it does the core function that I need really, really well. And part of me wishes that like it were part of ClickUp, but part of me would be really happy if they just had a nice deep integration available for those of us who have both products. Because I want Dex to continue to be the brilliant, all it does is keep my Rolodex organized product that it is. And then I want to be able to connect my Rolodex product to my project product. And I want to be able to connect that with a very deep integration, but I don't need them to be owned by the same people. I don't need them to be developed by the same people because I would worry that it would get neglected. If it came under the umbrella, say if Dex became part of ClickUp, I would be worried that that Dex would get neglected and that it would be developed half-heartedly or not at all, or that they would launch new features um, without really testing them because it's not their core product. It's not their core focus. So we have a responsibility to develop what we do well and to provide it well. And if we have to provide an off-ramp, to provide an off-ramp and not a cliff. Thank you for tuning in. Back to the poetry. This has been Power Pivot, the podcast. I'm your host, Leela Sinha. Thank you for listening. I offer gratitude for the earth and sky and the support and care of many who cross my path. Our post-production assistance is provided by William Jameson, and you can find him at jamesonav.net. You can find more of me and my work, including leadership consulting and keynotes, at intensiveinstitute.com.